You're listening to the Saturday Morning D&D Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show. My name is Jordan with a silent PH in the middle, and I'm joined always by my wonderful co-host, Sir Lucian, over at Sir Lucian Gaming. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to spoiler-free Saturday morning. Oh, that's not what I want to hear at <laughs> no, all. Uh, yeah, he's been bugging me all morning, so, everybody. He wants to talk about this All right, so I just trailer. picked up Monster of the Week, and I don't think there's any other news right. that we should talk about right. than me Nothing reading happened. through Monster of the Week. Uh, Radiant Citadel. Okay, who cares? There's a D&D movie trailer. It's amazing. <laughs> that is true. This trailer. Did you watch the trailer, sir? I have not, so you can speak about it in whatever terms you wish, but I'm trying, I want to go into it not knowing, having like a preconceived notion of what it is. Because the pictures, I couldn't be on Twitter yesterday. If we talk about it, I'm going to give you a preconceived notion, so I feel bad. (laughs) Some of it. Well, I'm going to hear your notion. I'm going to hear, I know it's Jordan's notion. So go ahead. I'm still not going to watch the trailer, but you can talk about pieces of it, because I'm sure... The, you know, it's a D&D trailer. It's got to have the, the tropes, right? So I'm sure the tropes are in it. Um, I heard there was a poster controversy, so I'm sure there's yeah, a little bit there. Yeah, so, so I don't, so go I don't ahead. know a lot about the poster controversy other than I think people were like, uh, well, there was a poster. Okay, so they, they made a poster, um, and it has a bunch of, and thank you, uh, Drunken Yoda. He was the one who like brought this to my attention, but a lot of people were talking about it. Um, it is an official Paramount poster, uh, but the thing is, is there's a, uh, oh, I almost said Mind Flare. What is the um, the little brain with Intellect Devour? There's an Intellect mm-hmm. Devour in the top left of the poster, mm-hmm. and people were like, well, that's Pathfinder's art. And you, sure enough, if you look up the Pathfinder, I think 2E, um, book uh, a monster manual basically or whatever the, the mm-hmm. bestiary uh it's the exact same art like like they just cut and pasted it Interesting. Um, and a lot of people were like i can't believe that D did this and, da, 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 da. and i'm like guys paramount dud did this <laughs> right like, right yeah movie studio. and i'm sure that paramount uh was given a bunch of art but i bet someone's just like i don't know a monster's a monster like i've just this is my job so it's it was interesting that they didn't double check uh but mm-hmm. yeah and i i could honestly see it's an honest mistake probably because they were probably googling things they found mm-hmm. a picture that worked uh who knows so but or maybe that artist worked for both pathfinder and uh, so maybe it would Wizards have been confusing to somebody that didn't yeah. know because maybe they have done magic the gathering art or something i'm not yeah. really sure but yeah. uh there was a physical poster at gen con or gen con at comic-con Ooh, we'll see it. and it is now gone uh, mm-hmm. that poster was taken down. And then within an hour or so, there was a new poster created. Oh, so cool. uh, I like the concept. The overall, it's the ampersand dragon, which is a, a stylized ampersand with the dragon eating its tail or, or almost. But then they put the collage of yeah. monsters in it. Inside, So yeah. as the movie poster. So it wasn't a collage of like the characters. It wasn't a collage of places. It wasn't the the standard. Hey, we're gonna do Luke Skywalker in the center with the light, raised lightsaber yeah. that everybody copied for so long. They really went a different route with it. I, it was cool enough looking that I was thinking I might look when we go to Gen Con, look to see if I could find a poster to buy. So I, it felt like something that I think would be cool on my wall. So yeah, um, it's funny though. I think Pathfinder a lot of people arc. were a lot of like pro Paizo people, uh, mm-hmm. which. 
uh, not not to label them because I shouldn't. You shouldn't really label anybody. But there are people out there that want to. Uh, they they chomp at the bit anytime they can be like, see, Wizards is bad. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, and and this was one of them where they're like, see, they stole Paizo art and things like that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it, like, I mean, in the, in the broad scheme, we can say that, but it was Paramount. Mm-hmm. This is really Paramount's problem, not uh, yeah. pa- Paramount and Hasbro, not Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. So, um, and for those yeah. people, I would say if you love Paizo that much. The tweets that Paizo put out this past week were nothing but supportive of Dungeons and Dragons, especially of Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel. I saw a lot of the Paizo creators going, This book is fantastic, and congratulating yeah. Dungeons and Dragons to have such a book out and being the ones that put it out there, being such a big, you know, they were just as happy to see something like that come out. And they're, they're kind of supportive, even though they're a competitor, they could be very adversarial right they could be like they're our enemy and we're gonna try to take them down but they're not that way as far as i can see now everybody knows that the more you work together the more business will be better for everybody yeah and i think paizo's super inclusive so to me they probably even would have messaged D and said don't worry about the intellect devourer art it's fine it's great we have a movie (laughs) and everybody's gonna love our hobby and it's gonna bring more people to it and awesome you know yeah (laughs) um so yeah the the trailer the the whole I mean, the trailer was just kind of a collection of scenes, but the idea is Well, let that... me do this without... How, how long was it, do you I don't think? know, like three minutes. I don't know. Okay, and you saw a, a party of adventurers, right? Yeah, so Chris that Pine is a, uh, a thief or a bard. Uh, I think he's supposed to be a bard. Um, but okay. he, he very blatantly was like, I don't have any magic. It was kind of his mentality. Uh, but uh, they are okay. thieves. They're a group of thieves. And the idea oh, is honor that Honor among thieves. Yeah. Okay. And they stole something uh, for somebody else, kind of like a um, Indiana Jones artifact. Oh, like, go like go co- get this for me. So they go get Conan. this thing. It's a, it's a red horn, like a, a horn on a... Mm on a monster, but also like a, a drinking horn. And it's mm-hmm. full of some like weird red energy. So and everything says, you've just described is Conan to me. There you go. And he said, uh, we stole something, but it was for the wrong person or something. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they were like, oh crap, we gave the doomsday device to the bad guys. So they're going to go back and like make it right is the idea. Uh, um, and the bad guys heist. are, <laughs> the bad guys are very blatantly the, uh, red wizards of Thay, because they're all bald with tattoos and they've got red cloaks. Nice. And they're like teleporting around. It was really cool. There's a lot of things. Uh, there's a scene where one of them pulls out a sword and gets like green fire on his blade. So there's like a green flame blade reference there. Oh, so uh, everybody in the theater that is in the know will yell that out. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, there was a, a couple of, and then there was a lot of scenes with the characters and a lot of scenes with um, kind of like magical powers and stuff. There's a tiefling druid. Okay, cool. She transforms from a horse to an owlbear back to her tiefling form. And it's funny, the internet was just like, well, that's ridiculous. Like the... Oh, boy. Well, and it was... not in the rules. <laughs> it was mostly a joke because they're just like, owlbears yeah. are monstrosities. Druids can't turn into owlbears. And I'm like, clearly she has a magical feather that allows her to use her yeah, wild clearly. shape into an owlbear profic- yeah. proficiency times a day or something. Yeah. And a new um, subclass yeah. is coming out as a movie drops that... No, I <laughs> yeah. Well, and then even Chris Perkins said, if you wanted to be an owlbear, I would let you. Like, he's like... Yeah, yeah. It's one of those Whatever. things where, like, you're right. Rules is written. No. But yeah. uh, 
for the movie and Albert is so iconic that they were yeah. like, we got to like, we're throwing it in. So, yeah, he gave, you know, his party, a owlbear pet that featured strongly in their online game for a long time. And many people may think, oh, how would you ever get an owlbear pet? Yeah. But yeah, very cool. So let me ask some basic questions and this will help me understand how Jordan opinion is, is forming on this one. Did it, disappoint you or did it encourage you that you do want to go see it oh i want to see, yeah it was encouraging so comparing it to like the other D stuff that we had seen before even if you watch those other trailers of the other movies or other things that mm. have happened this said oh okay this they're not just lowballing this they're not does it okay so second question does it feel like whoever's making this understands dungeons and dragons has a good feel for the world itself. Um, I think so, yeah. And I, I saw some. Uh, they weren't making fun of it. No, no. Um, okay. I, it, it has a strong Thor, Ragnarok, or Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. Humor, then. There um, is humor very, very humorous. It. Yeah. Okay. And okay. a lot of it is like they, they step in and, uh, uh, you know, like uh, there was One a liners. good. There's well, there's a good scene where the the druid, the tiefling druid, is just like, so what do you do? And uh, Chris perfect. Pine's like, well, yeah. I'm the idea guy. And then she's like, well, the idea's already been made. And he's <laughs> like, well, yeah, I, I'm here to make a new plan if the old plan <laughs> fails. And then she's like, so you make plans that fail? And it's like funny things like that where it's like. Yeah, yeah, good, bar, good yeah, banter. Banter between back character. and forth. Lots All of right, cool, cool fight cool, signs uh, or fight scenes. Michelle Rodriguez has uh, like an axe that's on fire. Yeah, she and seems like, like a barbarian to oh, me. Oh, she is, is a barbarian, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. The, pic, I guess the poster she put, she or whatever. She put on 10 pounds of muscle for the role, so like. Good for her. Yeah. Jacking she, it up. <laughs> she was like doing, it was Let's awesome. Let's do it. That's great. Um, But no, it's, it looks, it looks, uh, it looks like a very safe Marvel kind of way to I love to that you it. say Thor Ragnarok is the thing you kind of say is close to is there any other movie you would say it's kind of close to i'm not saying exactly no, but like, well i haven't seen the movie this. yet but yeah, trailer yeah. wise like definitely guardians of the galaxy where it's a bunch okay, of like okay. misfit people put together who have to like do something and then they end up yeah. like building on each other's strengths and stuff yeah that's awesome because i've been listening to Brand, uh brandon sanderson so much that now i always analyze the the storylines and how the writers are writing it and he's like the the a good story for any writer to write is the heist story to put your characters through the heist i'm just thinking oh they're doing the double heist they they steal it once and then they steal it again that's great for a storyline that you said magical effects so they show some type of effects does the CGI look pretty good on effects? Oh, it does, yeah. I was impressed. Okay. There's There was a lightning that looked kind of cheesy when people like broke it down. But you got to understand, this is also not done. Like This was a trailer sure. that they're like, we need to have it ready for yeah. Comic-Con. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember when, I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy came out, The trail, people were doing comparisons of the trailer shot compared to the actual movie shot. And it's like, whoa, they... They hey, they had three months to make it better, you know, and yeah, so yeah. I'm That's I'm cool. confident. Like with our, it's industrial light and magic with the the level of money that is going into this, and the fact that it is a major studio, it's paramount, and it Not looks like a lot of money's studio. going in. Oh yeah, yeah lots of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, they want more... this to be a uh, they want this to be a, a universe, a cinematic universe. Oh, God, I'm yeah. sure they want to make I tons to. and tons of different movies. I would mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the start of something really big. So. That's very cool. Yeah. I one of the things that did spoil, I think I he's I couldn't even be on Twitter. There were so many people talking about oh, it. Yeah. It was everywhere and pictures are everywhere. I feel like I saw a Displacer Beast 
which has me the moment I see a Displacer Beast anywhere, yeah. one of my favorite monsters. Did you see anything in there that really went, oh, this is this is one of my favorite things? Like, and Owlbear is pretty cool too, but. Yeah, no. Displacer uh, Owlbear, Beast really... Displacer Beast, uh, Gelatinous Cube, which was fun. Oh, yes. And uh, <laughs> probably the biggest one was the Mimic. The like, Mimic. They classic. run over to, like, grab it, and then the mouth opens, and he jumps back, and you see this, uh, like, prehensile tongue shoot out and like is pulling the chest towards the guy that's so so good okay so that's cool so it sounds very and and it's set in the sword coast there's neverwinter there's uh, i guess they go to neverwinter they go to icewind dale they go to uh water deep so how awesome is it that the bad guys are the red wizards of thay though i mean that is a cool pick like of everything they could have picked right because they're sitting down in that pitch meeting and they're saying we're going to do this show about Dungeons and Dragons. We're passionate about it. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do a heist, and they're going to have to steal something. It's going to be super action and lots of great comedy. But who are they going to try to steal something from? You know, who Are we going to put Vecna in there? No, we can't do that. Stranger Things is using Vecna. You know, it's like, all right, who, who are we going to put in there? Are we well, going to put a dragon always, in? Or this are we is always put a... the beginning, right? Where it's yeah. like, it's that random whatever. And then next movie, it's like, oh, they have to fight, like, the head of the, the Some wizards. Some more iconic. You know, yeah. and then they realize, oh, the wizard, the red wizards were being controlled being by Vecna. And, by you know, and now Tiamat. now you have a Thanos-level threat that you want yeah. to take out. I love it so much. I love it so much. So, Chris Pine... Michelle Rodriguez. Was there anybody else there that they revealed that all of a sudden would jump out to people? Um, uh, I mean, it depends on the circles wise? you're in. But like, uh, let's just look it up. You're, well, you're in the actor circles. Where's there the actor circles? Yes, I <laughs> the, call up the our good friend circles. I call up my good called? friend uh, uh, Vin <laughs> Diesel every so often. Yes, Vin. We've been trying to get him to play Dungeons Dragons with us. He's been super busy. Yeah, he's you know he's filming stuff. Um, Well, first of all, the directors and writers are John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. And a lot of people were like, uh, like, I think it was Bob Worldbuilder on Twitter was just like, that guy was in Bones? Like, oh, he does. He was in Freaks and Geeks. So John Francis Daly was in Freaks and Geeks, and he was also a character in Bones. But he writes His transition to. Well, not even transition. Like, while he was doing that acting, he's like, well, I'm going to write a screenplay. So he's written a couple Mm -hmm. screenplays. He wrote Horrible Bosses with Goldstein. That was funny. He directed Game Night, and Game Night is a very funny movie. I loved it. uh, Which Jonathan Goldstein, I think, wrote, and he directed it. Nice. Um, They've done other nerd things together, because they're just kind of nerdy in general. Uh, this is a very good movie for those two. Like, and Perfect. I like them both as writers and directors. So, before mm-hmm. I even saw this trailer, I was like, "Well, I'm on board just because of them." Like, I think they'll have a very hard. I, I like their previous yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but then uh, the stars. I'm trying to think. Uh, John Francis. Oh yeah. So Michelle Rodriguez, Chris Pine, Sophia Lillis is the um, tiefling Must be girl. The tiefling. And I don't know. I guess she was in It, it says. Hansel and Gretel. Like, I don't mm. know. She's she's young and she's new, but she looked like she was doing really good. Yeah, born okay. in 2002. So there you go. <laughs> um, 20. <laughs> and then uh, Rene Jean Page, he is in um, Bridgerton, and everyone's going crazy about that. Uh, My wife would recognize that. Justice Smith. Um, is the sorcerer, okay. I believe. Um, and he was in Detective Pikachu 
and apparently he was in Jurassic World. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen that one yet either. Uh, so at least some some big names, but also well, they reached Hugh, out for good some yeah. other actors that they were impressed with, probably that are yeah. maybe newer, but still. Well, and it makes guy. sense. You're like, we got these yeah. these younger fresh. people to play, yeah. yeah, and then they might be willing to do more. But Hugh Grant, I think, is uh, Lord Neverember uh, of of Neverwinter, and I think he's going to be a, a a protagonist or an antagonist. I think it's going to be like, well, Sweet. we can't upset the locals or something. But he looked really maybe good they at kill it. him and then we get the real black so, cloak. I'm excited. Or black no. staff. Black staff. Oh yeah, <laughs> Kevin, that's a wonder. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I'm really excited. I think uh, cool. a lot of people are saying Hugh Grant might be the villain. He might be secretly working with the Red Wizards. Oh, We're not could really be sure. a red. That's but there cool. was a there was a really cool fight towards the end where they're all fighting a bunch of people, and you see a Red Wizard like uh, misty step like out of the way, and just lots of fun. All stuff, right, so, so I've heard enough that I'm encouraged that I think if I watch the trailer, because I was so worried that if I watch it, it's gonna kill me and I won't like it, and then it will ruin me wanting to go see something that I'm super excited about. At the I don't moment. think so. But it doesn't sound like it's gonna do that. So no. maybe you should give it I a should, watch. I should do like a stream. Everybody watch the trailer with Lucian. <laughs> a reaction. We'll do a watch the watch reaction. Thing. Yeah, Saturday morning reaction trailer. Um, well, cool. I am glad that you're still excited about it. It sounded like lots of people were still excited about it. I didn't see a lot of negativity. I mean, I, you know, nitpick is there's always going to be people that nitpick anything. They just love to get on and say something about something. But it sounded to me like it was overwhelmingly being received pretty well. It and is. Boy, yeah. it was everywhere. Twitter was blown up by it for sure. And I want to say, like, we're also in these circles where my yeah. Twitter is following this. Yeah. You know, because my thing. wife was like, oh, a movie trailer dropped. And I was like, well, you don't you're not in the same world that I'm in with this. <laughs> what, what so, yeah. I'm flipping through because I'm like every it. third article was like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But yeah. And it's San, and San Diego Comic-Con is going on right now. So. Yeah, and that's where it that's premiered. The they had an interview with the whole cast and stuff. I guess yeah. Chris Pines had never heard of D&D when he oh, took the role. Nice. But his nephew was like, oh, we're playing. And so his nephew like got him to play a couple games before they started filming so he could understand what he got himself into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to know the franchise you're jumping into. And Michelle sometimes. Rodriguez was talking about how... Vin you know, made her play. Her friend, <laughs> Vin, well, her friend Vin <laughs> yeah. Diesel, she's like, Vin has like crazy stuff. So yeah. there's a rumor that there is a cameo. Uh, mm. They won't say what it is, but uh, a lot of people are like, oh, is it Vin Diesel? Like, is he going to show up? Because I'm sure he would love to be in a movie like this. Sure. And then he a lot of other cameo. people are saying it might be Stephen Colbert. Um, or mm. who knows? It might be Matt Mercer. Like, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it was that. You know? Another so. big geek tie-in. That I, well, well, they say cameo. That's I was like, it's going to be somebody that's popular in our circles that yeah. will show up and be like that. But... Uh, I I want to say that what we're going to see, I have, this is my speculative guess, is that towards the end of the movie, our original crew, uh, uh, you know, Chris Pine and friends, that group of people, they're going to be like mm -hmm. sitting at a tavern and they're going to bump into um, Vox Machina or the Mighty Nine or something. Oh and I think God. it's going to be those actors playing that. You know, they're going to get oh. critical role to come in and just be like, oh, hey. And they'll be like, oh, hey. And they'll, they'll walk away. Like they bump Grog yeah. or something. That oh has to be God. it when they say cameo. I don't Could know. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be so interesting. But there was another uh, bit that said that they will have a rival, uh, comp a rival adventuring gang that will make a brief appearance. And it's going to be the original uh, kids from the uh or it's going to be the 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 characters from the cartoon the old 80s cartoon so oh, presto and all those cool. people 
And just, even though they were never in the by? Forgotten Realms, it'll be like, yeah. oh, we'll just kind of work them in as like a joke or something. So yeah, yeah, that would be so good. Watch the dungeon master walk by in his little short self as he's leading them on. Just just even that ten seconds. Yeah. That'd be so good. So let me jump back a second because back in the day, we've been doing this show now for how long, Jordan? So many years. Many. Years. We have talked about rumors and things that we've seen with Joe talking about he's working on a D&D movie. He's in you know he was always mentioning that there's a true D&D movie being made and do you think it's this one or do you think he's talking about a different D&D movie? Uh Joe Mangliano? Yeah, I always I never can say his last yeah, name. Yeah, I great guy. Oh my gosh, Steve uh just said Colbert, Stephen Colbert as Elminster. I was like that would be kind of fun. Oh, that would um, be funny. But I, I don't know. I don't no, I don't Steven's know if be an this elf. is what he was talking about. Um, but it's the only D&D yeah. movie going on right now. So. Because it doesn't match. Like, those people wouldn't match the, the same group I would but think But they didn't start filming this until, like, a year ago. And, like, I don't know. So maybe there's a second D&D movie out there that Joe's a part of and he's been excited about. I think you need to find some sources on that. Like, well, um, he was talking about it in lots of interviews, I thought. Well, and that's that's why you say you thought. I don't remember this. So, I'm going to find it and okay. send it. Uh, or chat, do you guys remember? Am I, <laughs> am I imagining Joe was talking about there's a script and he's a part of working on it and getting it made? He might even be like a, a producer in some way or he's like putting money forward to get it to happen because he's so invested in it. Well, you guys help me out. Help. We'll try to find it again. I feel like I can go back in our shows and we'd find it somewhere. But okay. So I'm excited. You've kept me excited. You didn't. You didn't crush my hopes. You know, and we were talking about how I wanted it to be kind of like the Lego Movie, where it's like a bunch of kids playing at the table or yeah. something. Yeah. Did we get an impression um, of that? No, yet? no. It, I really think it's just going to be in the here's world. an adventure on the Sword Coast. We're not going to hint Break that it's a wall. game. Like I don't, I don't think they want to hint that it's a game. I thought, I think they want it to be the world, and then what our enjoyment as fans is going to be is to go like, oh my gosh, that's Zastam, or oh my gosh, that's this spell, or you know, yeah, Yeah. oh my gosh, like that. That's where the nostalgia is going to come in. So they don't, they don't want to emphasize that it's a game. I think they want to emphasize that this is just like a real thing that's happening. Yeah, not a Jumanji, not a never-ending story style, not a yeah, yeah, or even Stranger Things in that way because it starts with the kids in the basement, and it leads into a story that kind of. But we still get to see they're a game and they're thinking about it in game yeah. terms, which I liked. So, cool. no, it'll be, uh, it looks a lot of fun. I'm really excited. Okay, cool. Some interesting things that I took away, though, is I guess uh, John Francis Daly and, and Goldstein, uh, way back when, they went to visit Wizards of the Coast and talked to a bunch of people there mm-hmm. when they were working on the script. And they were saying, like, hey, we kind of want a, a prison. Is there like a prison that we can use? Like, we're thinking about a prison break for uh, in our movie. And they added a prison in Icewind Dale specifically mm. for this purpose. So the art that was commissioned for the Icewind Dale uh, Rime of the Frostmaiden book. They're like, we're putting one in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so that art that's in there um, nice. is directly referenced in the movie. And then someone else on Twitter, and I need to go back and reread Out of the Abyss, said that there is a red dragon in the Underdark that has a very specific name. And they think that the dragon in the, sh- in the trailer is that one. So it's almost like they're pulling a lot of these shots from uh, 
the fifth edition line of adventures. Yeah. And the like Wizards of the stuff. Coast writers so. were, because they knew this was happening and they were collaborating with them, were putting pieces in for tie-in stuff that would help later yeah. on for people to go. Oh. And for sure we know that that is uh, in Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, but possibly nice. earlier. So. Oh, I know another thing. I was just thinking another piece of news. Go Well, okay, cool. <laughs> Anything else about the trailer that you have been dying to go over or, or talk uh, about? I don't think so. Like, I, I just go watch it. I think it's fun. We'll see. I, I also like to be surprised. Uh, release date? Oh, uh, March 2023. March 2023. So, okay. So spring. We've yeah, gotten next year. Christmas. All right. All right. I like it. Start of the big, not the, the summer blockbuster, kind of a, almost a little early, but close. So March is traditionally a uh, safe um, month to release movies in. Uh, January and February are always uh, early movies that are kind of, it's at the beginning of the season for Oscars. So you never put your movie in January if you want to stay in the minds of people when they're winning an Oscar later on. Um, And also, if it's like, I don't know what to do with your movie, I'm going to put it in January or February. Mm -hmm. Uh, So March is that, well, you're not January or February, but this is a new property. We don't, Mm -hmm. like, I don't want it to compete with Marvel's whatever. Top Gun 5. (laughs) So I don't, they don't feel that this movie can compete yet with uh, a lot of those other ones. Interesting. Uh, specifically like Marvel Disney. and Disney's got to Disney's got to be hard because they're going to do a summer blockbuster or whatever. And it's going to be like, well, I don't know, Ant-Man or the Wasp or this honor among thieves movie I've never heard about. Yeah. So March is safe. Um, I think it's a very good spot for the movie because it's, well, it's exactly what I just said. It's not January and February, but it is uh, the other one. Wow. So now I do have another question. Yes. Would you have been more excited if this was a Netflix announcement of a show on Netflix? Um, I don't think I would be... Or is the movie the perfect venue for this? The movie is a really good venue for this right now. Okay. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if this turns into a um, some kind of a series. Like, if there's a popular character that gets spun off into something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I know that Netflix is talking with Hasbro about a Magic the Gathering animated series. And I feel like if that does well, they'll also transition into doing some kind of. Yeah. But I, I've said this before, like I want a live action Eberron. Like I think that would be the oh, coolest thing wow. in the world. Keith like after Baker's watching world? Arcane, that's all I want. I want a live action Eberron. So. Well, an Arcane. Well, Arcane's an anime. Well, would you call it an anime? Or no, it's animated. A... Uh, I guess, but just in general, like I the yeah. the detail and the fun that was in Arcane, like. You want uh, that in Eberron. I just, I just want that, but I want it. Oh, yeah. The, I'm, I'm 100% on board the, with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, Could the you, world the, of Eberron. The Warforged so. being in that. Man, oh, my God. Yeah. That would be so good. Be you so blew cool. my mind right there. You just so. blew my mind. So good. Okay, uh, and cool. So we'll see. I don't know. Netflix is kind of, I mean, they're they're in trouble. They're kind of a sinking ship right now, but they're, they're not going to, like, sink. But uh, I don't know about that. The we'll shows see. they're putting out are fantastic. The third season of. Um, well, shows the aside, Dota one it's and... the amount of people that are leaving, and now they're oh, going to sure. start adding ads into there. Uh, even though you pay for Netflix, you're going to get ads yeah. on certain shows. So. Yeah, sure. So yeah. they're not upset. I'm in. They, they've got so many good shows I'm in. they got Stranger Things. I'm never leaving. They <laughs> keep my money forever. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's about it. I think I'm really excited. A lot of people are digging into it way more uh, than yeah, we normal. Yeah, we should do that. 
I give them a chance. Give them a give them some right. breaks. You but know, here's the thing: right. so those Marvel movies come out, the trailers, and like there are entire YouTube channels dedicated to just nitpicking every little second detail by second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. some of our D and D friends have tried to do that. And what was <laughs> funny is, as soon as the trailer dropped, uh. Wizards of the Coast official YouTube channel, Todd Kenrick, had all of these, like, let's talk about all the monsters. So it was almost kind of yeah. like, we're not going to find anything extra because Todd's had, like, months to probably build this video. Uh, <laughs> nice. But there wasn't, like, secret things in there because I think we don't have uh, decades of comic lore to pull from and be like, is this this random character in this side thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. whereas, you know, we have, we have game books and stuff, but we don't have necessarily that. And but, built into Dungeons and Dragons and Forgotten Realms is this idea that there's, there can be a canon, but canon can easily be broke because of what this actually represents is people running their own games with their own parties with a, all kinds of mix of rules and, and homebrew stuff that that's not built into say like comics or other genres where they might do that this one you just have to you just know we could be watching a movie that's chris perkins's forgotten realms we could be watching a movie that is jordan's forgotten realms you know it, it's it's kind of built into it to yeah. give them a break on that so so and obviously i'm a fan it'll be uh i think the test of time and and happy tree in chat was saying like you we need to ask people who are not like innate fans of D D and ask them if they are uh, if they think the movie looks exciting and fun. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll so, have my wife watch it. She knows nothing about it. It's kind of the thing. Like, <laughs> I, I know nothing about The Witcher, but I really enjoyed yeah, me too. The Witcher I never show played the game. that I watched. But I never played the game. I've never read the books. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know anything about it other than I was like, I don't know. Like, I'll check it out. I um, it. And I'm, I'm wondering if that'll have a similar appeal where there's probably lots of people also who play D&D &D, but, like, don't know these Forgotten Realms characters at all either, you mm -hmm. know? Well, yeah, if so. they never even played in that world, it's possible for you to have been only playing in Greyhawk for 30 years, or it's possible you're with a DM who's done a 20-year homebrew campaign, and D&D &D in your head is that, not any of this other stuff or any of the novels or any of the comics that were out or the cartoons and things, yeah. But it's not going to be... Um... It's not going to be Lord of the Rings. Like, it looks very jovial and laughter-filled. Like I said, it feels like Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, a Ragnarok. Fun, so we'll see. A fun Just a romp. fun heist adventure movie with yeah. magic. So. Yeah. All right, all right. We'll, we'll see where it It was goes. funny when we started, Jordan's like, well, if we don't talk about the trailer, what are we going to talk about? 31 minutes later, all right. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about the trailer. We're good. That's, well, cool. that's all I'm I excited. want to talk about. I'm done. We're show over, okay. Jordan. He's got it out. Radiant Citadel is out. <laughs> Radiant Citadel. I picked up a copy. Um, hey, look at that. We both. We were talking a little bit before stream. Journey through the Radiant Citadel, by the way. Uh, that I I was excited for the Radiant Citadel itself, and I wanted some more information on that city and that mm -hmm. crystal. And there's a lot of like, there's a good solid chapter on it, but I almost wanted like a big adventure dealing with it uh, to kind of flesh it out a little bit more and we don't get yeah. that uh but i i haven't read past that so maybe maybe there will be more later and then you were saying that you felt the adventures were short like yeah i feel like they they seemed like it um there's definitely a bunch of adventures that can take a character from like 1 to 14 they didn't necessarily feel like 
they connected to each other, but a, a creative DM maybe could connect them, but I didn't even feel like you would want to try. Mm. And I, I kind of agree with you that the Radiant Citadel, I thought we were going to get more than maybe, what is it, maybe three pages, and there's maybe just a, a paragraph or two for, say, this area of the, the Radiant Citadel or the Aurora right. Diamond or this or that. They didn't, this is not an in-depth look at this starting spot. This is clearly an anthology of adventures with a cool new place that's sort of outlined but briefly in the beginning, but it's really an adventure book probably meant for somebody who's looking for adventures to throw into their campaign or a cool place for their their players to go in between the big overarching story that they're that they are crafting for their players yeah it's Um, a great thing to be like oh my players are level like eight you know mm -hmm. we they're floating through the astral sea we could like throw this in there and that could be a lot of fun and we need and sometimes you need a break to let you know something stop you know and then okay let them do this cool fun thing and then then we'll get back to the big thing that they were doing um, which can sometimes allow a dungeon master to get to that point, right? Maybe you've only mapped out what's going on up until a certain point, and you need you need a little buffer there so you can say, okay, all these weird things they've done, I have to think about how this makes the world react. What is my bad guy doing now that my players have yeah. done this? Because you don't know what your players are going to do until they do it, because <laughs> you can never guess what a player party will do. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun. Or the they added pronunciations to the book, which I is not like something that. we see all the time. So I liked that yeah. a lot. That helps. Yep. Um, there, there even is some of these places that you can visit from the Radiant Citadel. They said like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you can travel to uh, like I'm looking at uh, Sensa right now, and it's like you can travel to Sensa through the Radiant Citadel. But like, mm-hmm. if you're in Eberron, you could also put it." Um, on the edge of Zendrik in this corner of Eberron, or if you're in the Forgotten yeah. Realms, it would work really well here. Um, yeah. So you could you could make it that I want to incorporate this into my current game. Here's kind of the geography of where it would work best, and I thought yeah. that was fun too. So yeah. like this is useful for any dungeon master if you needed a way to incorporate new cities or new uh, areas that feel very um, unique. And, and something that is, uh, you know, written by awesome people. So, yeah. yeah. And I like what you just pointed out there for those that are wondering. This, to me, opinion-wise, feels like a Dungeon Master book. I did not see things in here that a player would like, unless yeah. you just like the artwork, you collect the books, and you just like to read the stories. By all means, definitely go get it. But there wasn't anything in here that I thought, oh, there's cool subclasses, so you guys might want to pick this up so you can play them. Or there wasn't any of that, no backgrounds or anything. I saw maybe a dozen or less monsters. They did look interesting, but there wasn't a lot of that. Um, and it was mostly story. And I think the writers, as far as I could tell, because I didn't go through them in detail, they threw in a lot of stuff that there may be some combat in some of these adventures too, but they also came up with some other things that like, you know, chase scenes or chase challenges or like they tried to put in a a nice variety of different things you might do in an adventure that isn't just go and beat up a bad guy and come back or go get the MacGuffin and come back. So they, there was definitely a good variety in there. So you might find something that's fun if Maybe you're combat heavy in your normal campaign. You're like, oh, I want I want them to do something kind of fun to lighten it up. Let's have them do a chase through a, a marketplace, and there's some cool right. rules in there for that. Or, or maybe you're big into heavy, you know, role playing and, and intrigue and politics. But now you want a little break from that. 
maybe I'll pick one of these out that has mm. a puzzle they're trying to solve or just something that just loosens it up a little bit, gives them a different style to see and then go back into it. Very diverse. I thought um, there were some really cool cultural, mythological stories that these writers are obviously pulling from that that were very interesting. And I was like, oh, okay, I like kind of like where that's going. I like the overall concept still. The mm-hmm. idea, the, the first page sets up, this is a crystal that was um, created by a group of civilizations that are out there, then lost to time. Mm-hmm. Then adventurers from those civilizations refound it and restarted it, recolonized it, re got it back up and running. And I love that kind of idea and maybe expanding on it. And since they didn't go deep into that, it really lets you as the dungeon master run with it. Like you can yeah. make that. It's a story hook that you can fill all the meat that's going to be on the hook, right? That's kind of a weird analogy, a gross analogy, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But I I really like the story of it. I like the idea that there's these lost things. And at the very last page, it talks about there are two civilizations that have recently, their adventurers have come back. The crystal has reacted in a certain way. And so we know there are other civilizations still out there to be found or their adventurers are still may stumble upon the crystal and things will happen yeah i love that that whole concept so it's it's exciting i like it um artwork's fantastic too yeah the art's really fun i love these crystal uh creatures uh that are like kind of held together psionically or magically or something so i like it i Um, enjoyed it a lot i'm glad i I mean it was it was worth the money that i paid for it i was excited i was in uh salt lake city for a uh, that's right a trip a trip. Yep. We went to go see the McElroy brothers, um, my brother, my brother and me live in Salt Lake. And that was super fun. And uh, there I was like, well, I'm going to go check out that there is a uh, I'm going to go find a local game store and like support local game stores. So I found one called uh, like Oasis Games and oh, walked nice. in and I bought this book. And then they had a copy of Monster of the Week, a Monster of the Week. And I've been meaning to get Monster of the Week. And I was like, you know, that is a really good book. I should get that game. So, cause I, I'm always like, well, I like, I have kids on bikes and if I'm going to, but no, like after we played it with LB, I was like, this is just a lot of fun. So you, you just gave me a great idea. Hey, travel channel. If you're out there and you're looking for a new show, Lucian and Jordan travel the country <laughs> and we go to different stores. game stores and we, we, yeah, we, each week we highlight a cool game store in a cool place and that's the show, a 30-minute kind a, of like a... And we run a game or something, that would be fun. Yeah, or we buy something cool, just like the, what is it, American Pickers or something, like that like style man versus of food. show. You're like, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. here in like Salt Lake City yeah. at Oasis Games and stuff. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Also, good maps. Lots Very of good maps. good maps and little places. There's cities and even, I really like, there was pictures of... Some of the places you go, besides just like, hey, you're going to go in this dungeon or this mine, they might show something like a region yeah. that's cool that you could definitely put in your campaign or even like city maps and stuff I thought were really cool. Another region, Antigua. Yeah, cool. they had a um, – one of the monsters I really liked was the Axiotl that's like fire-based. And so they have this yeah. like fire elemental Axiotl called the Telexiotl. Yeah. Um, Pretty pretty cool. I was it was fun. It looks really awesome. I saw something in here that was cool. The Whistler. I thought that was a cool name for a monster. Yeah, that is super cool. That's a challenge rating nine monster. Blurred form. Pretty cool. So cool. I like it. Um, again, players. Maybe maybe you would pass on that one unless you're a collector. 
Uh, Dungeon Masters, if you're looking for extra material, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I think the location's super cool. Um, yeah. Like I, and as far as an anthology, there's been a lot of these other anthologies that have been put out, and I didn't go and buy those ones. They didn't grab me as much like the ones with the the Feywild and the ones with the you know some of the other ones that were there. This one grabbed me. The story of it grabbed me enough that I wanted it. So yep. yeah, cool. it's pretty exciting. Very cool. Uh, what else there were a couple. <laughs> there were a couple videos out on the Dungeons and Dragons main channel that kind of tie into a couple of these things. So they were, they did a, like a monster comparison size video mm-hmm. to give, and I think that's a good way for people to understand maybe some of the things they were going to see in the movie, or maybe some of the things they might start seeing in some of the adventures. But also, who are the GIF, and they're really starting to get us hyped for Spelljammer, right? I mean, yeah. Journey Through the Radiant Citadel was out and is out. But I'm starting to really see the hype get built up for them, and they're doing a lot of video stuff on Spelljammer. So I think that's super cool. So Astral Elves, GIF. My question was, Jordan, have you been? Do you have a GIF character in mind you've been wanting to, to roll up? An Astral Elf character you've been wanting to roll up? Are these? Uh, these yeah, races? I don't know. I I really like the. Um, oh, I almost said Changeling, but the the ooze. Uh, yes. Like uh, pseudo no plasmoid. So plasmoid. the plasmoid as something that I would like to play, I just think that's kind of a fun idea. Um, but the uh, but like a, a gif would be fun. Like I don't know, I could totally. It would be cool to play an artificer gif. I feel so that would be interesting. But yeah, I, I want to play a plasmoid, but I want to play it in the form of what was the Disney movie where the inventor builds the inflatable robot that saves people. And like then they Baymax turn that into or whatever it was called. Yeah, like, yeah, but what was the one right? Yeah, that's the second one, right? Baymax, and then that's the, the name of the robot. But like Big Hero Six or something like that. Yeah, Big Hero Six. Like that's the I want that because he that was such a cool concept of Big Hero Six. He's all pudgy and, but he's super strong and he can do all mm. kinds of cool things. That would be really fun and cool. So, super excited for Spelljammer. I'll be buying that. Um, they put out a unearthed arcana yeah, right a big when they dropped <laughs> yeah right when they dropped the the trailers at san, uh, san diego comic-con there's a dnd experience tavern over there in san diego that people could be going yeah. to i'm hoping to see what they did in there um i haven't seen anything yet i'm just gonna look for it today after our show to see if anybody did some videotaping of it or or a show or a youtube thing on mm-hmm. it um what do you think of the Ar- unearthed arcana some interesting things in there yeah so we got a new there was a new character called the or a new like race i guess called the glitchling which is like a um kind of a, a you're you're straight up a construct which was interesting but yeah it's kind of like a warforged but um probably more akin to something from Mechanus, like from that plane and everything felt mm-hmm. very plane of existency mm-hmm. uh the, this was very uh planescapey this whole thing um which is kind of interesting that we're going the Spelljammer route and i wonder if they're like but we'll do a planescape route after this like it feels a little too back to back i don't know but the glitchling is new there was a, a cleric subclass called the fate domain um savras was one of the forgotten realms uh deities as an example, like you could worship Savras. And I uh, like Savras a lot because we had a long running joke about Savras in uh, my game that I ran for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fate domain itself didn't really surprise me. I was like, I don't know. I don't really think I would do that. Um, but again, we're getting a lot of these uh, bonus feats tied to backgrounds. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the big, like 5.56 E transition is that the background you pick is also going to give you a, a, 
a, a feat of some kind that represents like you have this feat because of the background you took. Uh, and that makes sense. And I think a lot of people already do like a free feat at first level kind of a thing. And so this makes a lot of sense to uh, incorporate that going forward. Um, they, a lot of them were like, you're, you're, you're aren't you know, like giant foundling or planner philosopher. Like you're not a giant. Warden. Yeah, yeah. You're not a giant, but you were raised by giants. So you get these cool abilities and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. You're not, or, or you, you study the planes. And so you get these cool abilities uh, and then some new feats, nothing like super shocked me, but a lot of feats that you have to have, like you have to be fourth level to take this. So I think this yeah. is the new direction that we're going to get. Uh, and this is another way to customize your character that isn't subclasses. Cause I think eventually we're going to get burnt out on subclasses. Like you, you know, like I, I don't know how to reinvent the bard again, mm -hmm. but now you can play the same bard, but have theory of the frost giant. And that might, might give you something cool, you know? And, and mm -hmm. it's all tied to your background. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think one of the weakest parts right now of, especially like when you do the, the magical domains, like the cleric or any of the magic casters, they, they do the fate domain spells. And it's like just a different list of the same spells that we're used to. <laughs> like there's nothing new in them that you're like, okay, your cleric fate domain gives you pot you can do dissonant whispers or heroism or something. You yeah. Know, your first yeah. Level domain. And we're just like, okay, I get that. And we've gotten lots of that kind of stuff. And I get you're pulling stuff from a warlock or from this other place, but geez, when are we going to get some new spells? It feels like we haven't had new, like we should have a book of 150 spells by now at this stage of dungeons and dragons, fifth edition, right? For as many years as it's been out, you would think they've expanded that and they've barely expanded that the feats they're doing Leaps and bounds, we're seeing lots of stuff about feats. Like you said, subclasses are coming fast and furious here and there, especially when we had a book of like 20 of them almost. But spells, they're just like they're tight-fisted on doing new spells, it seems like to me. What, do you get that impression or uh, am I crazy? Like, <laughs> no, well, that's funny that you say that because there were brand new spells in the end of this uh, supplement. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we're if, if that's a thing or not, but Tasha's gave us some new spells. But yeah, I we'll see. I did and like it was these. new spells for the card, kind of like a card caster, right? Because that, that's what I saw, card spells. Yeah, they're, they're oh, inspired yeah. by the deck of many things, but it's not necessarily um, tied to yeah. like card casting or anything like that. Yeah. Well, one's um, called Spray of Cards. I, that made right. me think of like Gambit or, um, yeah. you know, or, or a Magic the Gathering kind of person, you know, almost like a you know, Spray of Cards, House of Cards. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm curious about them. Uh, do we Summon have the spirit spray, spray of cards spell? Oh, here it is. Yeah. So spray of cards, you spray spectral cards, uh, choose one of the following effects. You can blind or you can hurt or you can, oh, that's it. So you can blind them or you can uh, inflict some damage. Oh, cutting so, cards, yeah. blinding cards. Interesting. A cone effect, 2d10. That's pretty good damage. Um, but a lot of these, like the spirit of death and the spirit of the warrior and stuff, those are, mm -hmm. those are from the deck of many things. Those are yeah. things that can happen. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought and this was kind of cool. These new spells are probably going to be associated with an upcoming uh, like piratey kind of gambling subclass of something, I bet. Um, but okay. or maybe it's just like I don't know. Maybe they're just new spells that are like, hey, I've been studying. I thought the they were bringing Martin. Things, so. I thought they were bringing mutants in because now 
yeah. mutants are Gambit. in the Marvel yeah. world, I thought, okay, that, well, that was... Marvel if you watch Miss Marvel, so. they finally said it. They finally <laughs> said mutants are in the world. <laughs> uh, I also think with the warrior spirit and the other one, this is their um, fix, slow fix, and we've seen it in some of the other ones too, of having a very weak summoning part of the game for summon creatures, summon pets, summon... You know, the, the one thing we've always said, if there's a subclass they haven't really gotten done yet is a good summoner class specific to it. Not a subclass that does those things or not a spell that lets you do that thing, but your class, your embodiment is summoning yeah. of they're, some sort. They're fixing it definitely with uh, magic and a lot of things are, yeah. uh, this thing is based on your profici proficiency. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of the conjuration spells for... Uh, elementals and stuff like that they they did a better job like here's this undead thing i can summon um it's concentration but the thing has hit points kind of relevant uh, relevant to the level that you're casting at mm -hmm. um and these reflect those changes too uh it's really that beastmaster ranger never got the love that it really needed because there was the artificer has a pet that works great super cool and pets. yeah there was another class i feel that got a pet recently that worked great but the the Draco Warden, right? yeah, the one that's that gets it. the, the Ranger Drake Warden, yeah, so. yeah, that's like a fix to that for sure. Because if you'd had Drake Warden in the very beginning, nobody would have said Jack about Ranger not being good. Yeah, <laughs> if you'd had that, yeah, they they missed the boat on on. But the they didn't know, version. you know, like the game was early. There was a lot of yeah. things that they were like. I think the the criticism is that they didn't, uh, they didn't fix it for future editions. Mm -hmm. So. Living construct. Yeah, and that construct, what I got the impression of was it was like you could play a Modron. Yeah. I think it's yeah. from Mechanist. Like, I think it's yeah. some kind so of creature like, like that. Glitchly. Oh, yeah, man. I don't know. If we get so. a book on Mechanist, wouldn't that be fun? Well, I'm wondering if this is all, it's all very planescapey. So. Yeah, we it get a sigil book. Book that could be good. All right. I liked it. Uh, I didn't see anything that uh, sometimes these come out and, and people are like, oh, my God, look how over OP that is. I didn't see any of that kind of talk this time around. Maybe maybe people haven't dived into it that much to see it. I need I didn't to see, look at it and really, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't so. see anything that grabbed me except for probably, I like the idea of the rune carver and diving into a lot of the giants and the runes and how their magic works. But that's because I love Storm King's Thunder Adventure. I'm still such a huge fan of it and... I still want to run it again now that I know more and I understand better than when I was first getting back yeah. into 5e and I understand it better now. I'd love to get back to that with a good group that's, you know, would dive into it. That'd be fun. So, all right. UA articles out there. I'm sure a survey will come out after it's been out maybe for a couple of weeks or a month for those of you that like to go over that. I'm sure, sure our buddy Ted went over it in, in depth. He likes to grab things and go second by second, frame by frame, word by word in these things. He so does. Sure he I think he's got, yeah. <laughs> Bob made a video about the trailer, Bob, and I think yeah. uh, Ted made like four videos about the trailer. So Yeah, nice. <laughs> yes. Jump on that. But yeah, that's good. Good for them. Um, so I think that's, so you can find some videos out there. We have a new book. We have a new Unearthed Arcana article. We have a, a confirmed, filmed high profile high money trailer of a movie that's coming out this there's no way it's not coming out at this point this looks like a real thing it's not fake we know spell jammers on the horizon hey i saw a uh, dark alliance 2 drop on steam did you see this yeah so that's the old ps2 
yeah. Dark Alliance game. I don't remember if I even um, played that one. I have not. But if you're interested, Dark Alliance 1, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 1, and Baldur's Gate yeah. Dark Alliance 2 are both on Steam now. I might um, grab it. Kind of like remastered. They're $30. Uh, if you like the original game, you'll probably like this one. I, I've never played it, and I, I yeah. probably should. So That was my question. Maybe chat knows if anybody out there has played it. Was this Dark Alliance 2 a game that has been released but then remastered? Or is this a new game? No, it's not a new game. It's an old PS2 game. Okay, so this that's why I couldn't figure yeah. out. Because when I went to the, the page, it didn't necessarily say this is a remastered version of the original. They didn't they didn't say that anywhere in there. They made it sound like it's a new game when you're looking at it in Steam. That that might be a little mis misleading to some people. Um, yeah, so... Uh... That okay. would be misleading, Interesting. I would agree. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but no, it is an old school hack and slash RPG. Um, I'm trying to find the original. Like an ARPG, game. like a Diablo kind of style game. Is what Very Diablo. Like to yeah. me. Inspired yeah, by Diablo, probably. I'm going to so. pick that up then. I am going to pick it up. I love Diablo style games. Um, cool. Um, but both the first one and the second one, I think they were on. Um, they were real games. So on PS2. Not, okay. I think it was on the PlayStation 2. Uh, it came out in 2004 for PlayStation 2 and Xbox, uh, developed by Black Isle Studios. So Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance that. 1 and 2, these are the direct inspiration for the D Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance that has Drist and stuff that came out like yeah. a year ago or something. I tried that. that. I, I played a little bit and just it didn't didn't grab me as much as other people and and now you don't hear anybody playing that game so no. i don't think it really it felt very well. co-op and if you tried to play it alone it uh, didn't feel that's good. what i heard my uh dm that's nathan my experience was saying, yeah yeah dm nathan was saying that he got to a point where he can't play anymore progress. unless yeah. he has i can't progress unless he had a friend oh. dm nathan so. you have a friend that has the game that would play it with you just yeah he's got know. it on playstation i got it on pc <laughs> Oh, we're, we're very different people, go. apparently. So yeah. I have it on Steam. Yeah, Steam. So we could play it, me and you. Yes. I'd be down for that. Yes. Do you want to do Friday Night? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Friday Night Dark Alliance <laughs> with Lucian and Jordan. That could be fun. That'd be great. Stream it. That could be so, really fun. Uh, yeah, but I, I always played the Neverwinter games and the original yeah. Baldur's Gates. But this is the this is very much a, a more high action Diablo. ARPG versus so. RPG. Or, versus yeah, an isometric. CRPG, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but it's thirty dollars. I mean, I always wait for sales on Steam. So who knows? I have it on my wish list, and once it yeah, once it goes on sale, I'll probably grab it. So a winter sale or a summer sale or something. Cool, very cool. Um, I didn't have a lot of Paizo news because I think they're getting ready for Gen Con. But the thing I did see were some people were starting. They had received their um, books for Dark Archive which is the book that we will also be able to see at Gen Con if you're going to Gen Con as a general release. And this is a cool book about kind of all things kind of supernatural, all things uh, paranormal in their world. So mm. um, looking really good. I loved Book of Dead. So if they have done the same thing with Dark Archive that they've done with Book of the Dead, yeah. I, am, I am in because they are putting out quality products that I think – people are missing out on the missing the boat if you're not seeing some of this i'm not the group that says drop dungeons and dragons and wizards of the coast and only i'm just saying do both because they're both putting out really cool stuff and yeah. really fun stuff. so um very cool i have been uh one of the things i was trying to really do is to get some maybe some interviews with some of the people that are over there because it's a different kind of circle than we've been in for when we've interviews done our interviews people 
yeah with yeah. some paizo people dungeons dragons i've tried a few times wizard of the coast but we have never reached <laughs> the area where we could get one of those types of people to come onto our show so we still haven't quite reached that yet but uh i still have i hold out hope that one day a chris perkins or a jeremy crawford would show up on a saturday morning D show maybe wow that would be fun cool. chris perkins would be my dream he's just cool guy. yeah i just want to meet yeah, him just, and shake his hand can we just fawn over him? Can we say, could you just come on for an hour? He's, and we he's just my fawn Matt over? Mercer, where people are like, Matt Mercer is <laughs> yeah. like the best DM. I'm like, that's yeah, Chris Perkins for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would have him over Matt. Although Matt would, Matt, you can come to the show too. I'm not oh, yeah. saying if that you in need a, a break from your million dollar industry and want to <laughs> yeah. go talk to two guys yeah, who have a podcast for free, tell us. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Moa, so much for the five dollar donation. <laughs> um. But not to sell ourselves yeah. short, we have had some cool people on here. So, I mean, Colville has shown up on this show, and, you know, we have had some really cool people. Celeste has been on our show, and so we have gotten people from other places. I have even have this idea that we might be able to get somebody like Amani Cook. Imagine That'd be that. fun. Or a Keith that. Baker. I did reach out to Keith Baker once, and the reply was positive, but they were busy at the moment. I yeah. should reach back out again, because if we could get a Keith on, that would be super fun, too. Um. Yeah, I'm not, sure. I, I think I have Keith's email because I was talking to him about uh, DM's Guild stuff he was working on. Yeah. So I should ask him. Yeah, he, he responded to one of the emails I had sent to him yeah. too about it and just it, just the timing at the when I had done. He had was sent driving it. through my city and was like, where should I stop? And I'm like, you should stop here and I'll bring my book <laughs> my and you can house. sign it. And he's like, oh, I can't stop. But like he was going to, like it didn't work out, but he was like, where yeah. should I go? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I thought that would be really cool. Uh, did you play any? How'd this Mass Effect D and D game go? In Actually, the three minutes that we have left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're oh, we're so close already. Um, it was fun. The web page that has been put together this by fans of Mass Effect and Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition is great. Um, it was easy to create and, and run with characters. The combat was pretty fun because we were playing at like tenth level and we were. Mm -hmm. There's shields and you have pretty good hit points and you know so the guns are doing pretty good damage but it's not like one shot one kill kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, we played a very campy um, RoboCop alien or not even aliens that would be more serious but more of like a 80s campy kind of campaign of it or, or one shot of it. Mm -hmm. um, might be a move into a, another shot because we didn't quite finish but it was very Tango and Cash. Um, I'm trying to think of other movies that would even be inspired by RoboCop, uh, Judge Dredd, those kinds of things. Yeah. And it was fun. I thought the mechanics worked well. I thought they represented a lot of the cool things from Mass Effect. It made me want to play the Mass Effect game, <laughs> <laughs> which was really fun and really cool. And I think you could play a very serious version of Mass Effect 2 also. I think you don't have to go the, the route we went, which was campy and humor and fun. Mm -hmm. You still could go... I'm going to dive into parts of the Reaper War. I'm going to dive into what's happened after or before. Or I'm going to jump into where Andromeda has happened and things that are going on there and run a pretty pretty in-depth campaign there. It seemed fun. The mechanics worked well. You could pick it up quickly because you're familiar with initiative and skill checks and rolling damage and to hit modifiers and all that stuff just fits right in. Powers or spells, you know, abilities or yeah. spells. Um, and it is like the 5e framework. They just... Yeah. They just... Five, or they just made it a 
uh, Mass Effecty. Character sheets supported on Roll Twenty, so you can build character sheets that have some of the math already in it. Not quite all of it, but at least enough to get moving and going. And um, pretty fun. I liked it. It was a good. Is it example. a one shot that's turned into a twelve shot, or is it? Well, um, it definitely was a one shot that, that we needed another session. Yeah, so it was like the Invisible Sun one. It was yeah. like we needed a second session to wrap it up for sure. Um, but I could see it being a very fun um, single single night adventure for you to just yeah, throw yeah. at your party. So very cool. I liked it. I, I had a lot of fun with it. That's Great awesome. rendition of Five E for sure. Yeah, we we didn't play because we went to no. Salt Lake. You were on trip. Uh, and we have a, a family member visiting this weekend, so we're not going to play this I weekend. But I am DCCing on Thursday or Friday, mm-hmm. not Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to run DCC on Wednesday, which will be really exciting. And I have a zine that I bought called Pungent Quest uh, about a goblin that runs a pun filled dungeon. And so I might incorporate that into uh, my DCC game and they find a random like goblin who's got a, a funny dungeon. So very cool. Very this cool. could be a really fun session. I have to like uh, research a little bit more. So next week is prepping for Gen Con for me. I got to yeah. get all my work stuff done so that I don't have to worry about it for the week after. Um, I've still been doing hotel checks daily. Um, the, the site on Gen Con, for those of you that are coming, they've shut the housing portal down, so you can't use their portal anymore, which means they released any of the rooms that they would have had a hold on, and you just go to the hotel's regular websites now. They still have this weekend being super expensive for any of the ones you were in there. There was a couple that I, we could have gotten a little bit closer, but they were like $600 rooms. And I was just like, well, it's too much. Yeah. I could pay, I could save some money and buy $600 worth of games. That's what I always think or, of. You're like, do I want to be yeah. close or do I want to be able to, yeah. like, one year I'm going to do it. One year we're going to splurge and, and it's going to be awesome. But I was thinking this year I just want to go and buy some of the cool stuff that's out there. Um, oh, I looked at the health thing. I know we're a little bit over masks and don't forget your vaccination card proof. So for those that are going, don't leave that on your kitchen table, drive all the way there, fly all the way there only to remember, Oh no, I forgot to bring this thing. So I'm going to, I have a normal mask, but I'm hoping there's people there that'll be selling cool gaming masks. Oh yeah, that would be fun. They probably stuff on it. Like, so I can buy a couple of other ones besides just one to wear for because yeah. normally the mask I have worn is to go into a store, come out and you're done. Not necessarily a four day convention. Yeah. I don't know if I want the same one over and over and over for four days. So I'm going to look to see if I can going to bedazzle some. the side of it. So it says yeah. Saturday morning D&D show on it. Or? Exactly. I want mine to be all metal. <laughs> Shredder. <laughs> be good. Yeah, uh, we should have a D&D show one. That's awesome, guys. Uh, thank you so much. Yay. That is our show. Uh, we will be back next week with our pre-Gen Con whatever. And then the week after that, we'll be in Gen Con. Yeah, thanks for the follow cast uh, exposition. Yeah. Thank you so much for follow. Thank you for the donations. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go swimming because it's hot DM. out. Love it. So yes. I'm very excited Super for hot. that. Stay uh, cool. You guys are great. Um, go watch the trailer if you're Lucian. And if you're not Lucian, if you haven't seen it, you should go watch the trailer too. Uh, We'll be back next week with another episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show. Goodbye.